and welcome back to two guys one lightsaber the bad batch breakdown a little bit of a week off so we're going to actually be doing three episodes this one's episodes four through six i'm your host mike pandoff and i'm ron burgess ron so uh before we get into this we were kind of discussing before we uh turn the mics on we're liking the show but we're starting to see some flaws in it it's a very slow paced storytelling yeah, it just seems like there's something missing. It's not that I'm bored with it. It's just it like, oh, kind of struggles to keep your attention. Yeah, and we kind of talk like they did the formula of Mandalorian, obviously 20 minute episodes or like Clone Wars. But I think between Clone Wars and Mandalorian, those were very special first time doing this kind of storytelling in Star Wars, like a TV show. Now, my issue with this so far is that I feel like you could have just done hour-long episodes. I think the first episode was so good, and it set the bar so high with, like, cool stuff. But now I feel like we're kind of getting a retread of Mandalorian, but in cartoon uh, CGI form. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And I don't know what it was. It just seems like Clone Wars just... I don't know, maybe there was more action in Clone Wars, which made us pay attention more to it. Or maybe it's that whole, hey, there's Jedi on screen with lightsabers. Maybe I need to pay attention. Right. And, you know, we actually and there was so much first. The first time seeing clones with personalities, seeing all the side Jedis, um, just seeing stuff we wanted to see in the movies. And now this one, it's hinted, oh, not hinted, but it's given us a little bit of cool stuff. We're seeing the first time the transition of Republic to Empire completely and a television show like this is just like how we talk about with mandalorian this is history we haven't seen yet right so i I, i'm i'm not saying the show is bad i'm not hating on it it's just that i hope the second half of this season uh really picks up the pace here right i mean i need to see more crosshairs coming after them to probably be like full attention right well let's get into it here um i i did like this episode a lot uh episode four which is titled uh, Cornered. And it's just, I like this episode a lot, aka we get to see Fennec. Um, I like the Pantora moon, uh, which is very interesting to me because we got to first see this planet, I believe, or this planet Platunia, and that was also seen in Clone Wars. So we're starting to get our Easter eggs here and there uh, with us going back to certain planets and seeing change uh, since the war has been officially done now for about probably two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, it was weird to see people celebrating too. Yeah, um, it kind of definitely, it's definitely hitting high. Like we've always said, the Empire reminds us of the Nazi party in Germany during World War II. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of what it is. I, I, I don't remember if you're a big history nerd, I am. But this is definitely showing us like early, like this is kind of like how the Nazis were like celebrated during Germany, like when they first came out. Right. Like everyone was just like, cool, we have peace, we're like we're solid, we're going to bounce back from World War One. And what they slowly didn't realize is that their newfound hope was actually just evil. Right. But uh, they're scrambling. The, the The crew is now on every wanted list. What a shock. You know, they're still flying their old ship from when they did missions. Right. But now they got to scramble the ship's signature code. And this is where we end up. I thought this was a pretty fun episode with, like, the droid Echo. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was very funny and well done. Um, it, it's definitely a lot of fun. Yeah, and uh, I do kind of like that part of the Bad Batch where it's they, they don't take things that seriously, even though their situation is very serious. <laughs> no, yeah, and it's it's having fun with it. Like Omega, she can't be like you know Grogu looking cute and not understand what she says. But I love just the the look of she's so naive and yet so smart. 
but I love how she is just everywhere she goes. You can tell she's just enthralled by the world she's in. Well, yeah, she chases after those creatures to try to get back her doll and just kind of runs off, not knowing the dangers of the world. I love how Filoni always um, designs his creatures or like how in any of his stuff, the creatures look not out of place, but they definitely fit the world of Star Wars. It's, you know, it's not like in Clone Wars 2, or not Clone Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, with like when Obi-Wan goes to a diner. Like, uh, it, I don't know. I just like seeing these little creatures he keeps putting into Star Wars more and more. And I believe this thing is called a Vupak. Yeah, Vupak. <laughs> so. I don't think they said the name in the show, so that must be like a thing from like Easter egg. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, but as we kind of see this kind of go bad, you know, you got Tekken uh record back at the ship trying to work on it and i kind of like how uh record is just like how what do you want me to do and he's just like oh okay i can do that and just starts pulling stuff out while tech is trying <laughs> to explain to him how they gotta do it but the real crux of the story is when fennec gets her hand on omega who wanders off trying to get her doll back right so yeah it turns out she's not after the bad batch she's after omega yeah, and she's not trying to kill her. She wants her alive. So whoever is paying her wants Omega alive. Can't so that is very clear. So <laughs> it's very much like Mandalorian all over again. Right. But I wonder who wants her back, like, is paying. Because, like, why wouldn't she just say the Empire hired me? Like, it's still, it seems like there could be a third party. No, I think it's the Kaminoans. This is, like, they're, they want her back because of the whatever gene she carries whether or not it's just for her being a female to mm -hmm. like repopulate uh, like we've speculated to repopulate the Django Fett genome or she just is an enhanced like clone kind of like the bad batch and we just don't know it yet i i'm starting to get more and more that she is force sensitive like she's the first clone to ever be force sensitive and that is very important to Kaminoans if they want to stay with the empire cuz they know palpatine so he's the emperor he's clearly got force abilities i mean they don't know that but they uh, probably think hey we can make you clones with force abilities now isn't that something you might be interested in well yeah they already know they're on thin ice so it's only right. a matter of time if they don't produce they're gonna be wiped out exactly um so with the fennec though i liked how fennec was kind of like already kind of taking her under like just the way she was manipulating her and showing her like hey it's okay to steal when you got to eat just there's certain times it's not a black and white world and mm -hmm. i kind of like that talking but that chase sequence and her destroying wrecker which definitely shows his head is not on right because that's that's that spot keeps getting hit right where the chip is every time he gets hit <laughs> but i thought that was kind of crazy that just showed how much of a badass she is outside of what we've seen in mandalorian like her hand-to-hand -hand combat skills are just as lethal as her shots how she is with a blaster and the whole chase sequence i thought was really done with hunter and the speeder and he almost killed her like damn yeah i mean even in hand to hand she she kept her own against hunter yeah i thought hunter definitely would i'm like girl you don't know who you're fighting right now you're fighting rambo of clones oh okay you got this you got this all right <laughs> um but yeah just the way this episode ended too it clearly was like okay so now they definitely know they got to keep going and get out of this before it get like they got to keep being on the move but they also need to make money because they're starting to realize they're out of supply they're starting to run out of supplies and stuff like well, they can only go so far because you had to sell like one of their most explosives so 
It's like, well, oh crap. He didn't sell it. That's what he was going to sell, but he sold Echo instead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So, but you're just seeing, you're starting to see, they're like, this is the first time they actually, as they keep going more and more on their own, they're just like Echo kind of learning how to operate outside of what they knew before. It seems Continue. like Echo is more like capable of this because I feel like with Rex as his commander, he actually like, I don't know, he didn't operate as a clone. Like he was just as emotional as his leader. Right. And he that showed too with how he kind of manipulated the droids into doing what he needed to do when that C3PO unit was like, I will warn he's like, I'll blast you. Like, I do not care. <laughs> but like I liked how he was able to think outside of the box to get the ship fixed quicker too by getting all those droids to follow him. Right. And that was just funny. He's just like, and you got me for a bargain. Four thousand <laughs> credits for him. My God. <laughs> anything else you want to talk about before we skip on uh no that was pretty much wraps up the episode and like you said i have it in my notes wrecker hits his head where the chip is yikes <laughs> yeah. yikes uh so we'll get on to episode five uh called rampage now this episode i like that we finally got to see like okay now they're going to be officially mercenaries and a squad that i honestly once they get a hold of the galaxy you know know mm-hmm. how to work it they're going to be probably the best group that you're going to want to hire. Right. But when they go to Ord Mantel, which is the planet they're talking about, this actually was first mentioned in Empire Strike Back and has been mentioned in other places like Star Wars Forces of Destiny as well, a game I never really played. But I thought this was very interesting too. And uh, the no droid policy too, I thought was pretty funny. (laughs) I'm like, ah, funny. But yeah, this is where we meet Sid. Uh, who used to be a somewhat Jedi informant, even though she pulls off uh, somewhat of a, what can we say? Uh, Yoda? <laughs> but, of course, Echo sees right through that bullcrap. How, how did you like Sid? How are you liking this character so far? Uh, I actually really enjoy Sid. Like, she's, I don't know, cunning, yet you feel like there's something off as well. Yeah, and I, I, I think that really goes towards the uh, voice actor who's playing this uh, Rhea Perlman. Have you ever heard of her before? Uh, I'm pretty sure she was actually in the TV show Blind Spot. So, yeah, I, I've and, seen her actually act. She's a really good actress. And she's most notably known for Cheers. <laughs> she was on Cheers, too, in the 80s. Um, oh, wait, so, yeah, that, yeah, she was on Cheers. And um, I think she was the mom. I'm pretty sure she was the mom in Matilda, the blonde. So that's who's playing it. And you can definitely like it took me a second. And then I'm like, that voice sounds familiar. Look it up. And I'm like, holy crap. That's good. Very good casting yet again. Okay, I think I have the uh, people mixed up. I think the person I'm thinking of, I can't remember who she voices. I don't think it's Sid. Okay. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so this is kind of like where, you know, they're talking to Sid and they're trying to figure out who put a bounty on Omega. And she's like, and she kind of hints at it again um well i'll you know with the guild i'll find this but i need you to pull off a job for me get a child named muchi from yep. the zigerians uh zigerians yeah <laughs> and those are what uh their slave race that we got to see in one of my favorite clone war arcs um where anakin and obi-wan are trying to free this planet of their slave rule and uh i was like cool we're gonna get these guys again they're very ruthless bastards that i like to see and yeah, and apparently in the Empire, slavery is legal again. Well, how else are they going to build everything, man? We, If anything else, we all know it wasn't independent contractors building the Death Star. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when we they get their mission, uh, did you notice all like the cool little stuff she had in her room? I didn't. 
So she had blasters. Um, she had a Mandalorian helmet, which I spotted out. She had a couple, you know, uh, different units of Clone Wars, uh, clone units, like all the different helmets. But my favorite, though, was Jango Fett's blasters. She had like a Jango Fett pet blasters hanging on a wall that looked very reminiscent of them. Yeah, so I it's like, no idea. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, Maz Kanata from episode seven, yeah. uh, where you get to see all the cool stuff and different flags. So, But they're like, okay, yeah, sounds like easy enough. Just go in, smash and grab, and we'll get it out of here. But also Wreckers uh, continues to keep getting a headache too as well. Yeah, and he hits his head multiple times during this episode too when he... Uh... Jeez, man. <laughs> Don't lead with your head. That's football 101. He does it every <laughs> single time. He literally just puts his head down and runs right at people. Oh, and I kind of like how they gave her Crosshair's comm link. I thought it was pretty funny, too, because now they don't want what happened last episode to happen again. Yeah, you're part of the team. AK, we <laughs> want to keep track of you. Right. <laughs> we can't get in shootouts across towns all the time like that. <laughs> well, as you see in this episode, she can uh, be handy in a tight spot. Right. Um, yeah, so, you know, they, the Zygerians and the Lizard, which I've always thought was a cool design, um, they have a Brzezak, the thing from uh, Clone Wars 2 that Anakin wrote on. That thing is such a cool creature design to me, though. It's just like, damn, that thing would be scary. And now, like, when I saw it, I'm like, oh, hey, you guys don't have a Jedi. This thing's a problem if you don't handle it quickly. What's it called again? Um, it's called a Brzezak or they call it the Zygerian Gliding Lizard, okay. but I think it's called the Brzezak. Um, But when they deal with all this stuff, <laughs> I love how they think the little kid is Moochie, and it's just like, no, Moochie's over there, and it's the baby Rancor that they unleashed <laughs> to get him attention that uh, Omega released to kind of give him to that. I thought that was funny and very cool as well. Well, yeah, because it's a throwback to uh, was it Return of the Jedi where Luke has to face Jabba's Rancor. That's Moochie. Oh, uh, no, that Rancor is called Petizi, uh, no. Petiza, and it's a male Rancor. Moochie is not that Rancor. Trust me, Damn. everyone's happy now. <laughs> I know, but it still could be her mother. Uh, Return of the Jedi is still 25 years away, so... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, man. Maybe Jabba wants to breed his own Rancor <laughs> from birth. Um, but I, I like the fight scene between her and Wrecker, because, um, you know, after we got to actually see a Rancor kick some ass, too. And not just in all bulky <laughs> right. style. Like I was like, this is cool. This is fun stuff. Uh, but the fight with Wrecker, like you got to show him dominance. Who's the dominant <laughs> yeah. one? I'm like, oh my god. Like the, the species has fight. a hierarchy. You have to win in a fight to control. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, kind of makes sense. I mean, like, yeah, I, I could kind of see it. Um, at the end of the fight, they're swinging like two gassed boxers. At the end of the fight, just... <laughs> <laughs> just passes out on each other. Um, Oh my god. Um, but also in this sequence too, we got to see a cool fight between one of the Zygerian guards and uh Hunter. I thought that was very well done. Hunter is just I think he's my favorite. Outside of Crosshair, who of course is not in it right now. There's just something I, I think it's just his character design and he just reminds me a lot of Rex. Yeah. But he definitely seems like he's a lot deeper than Rex. Like I, I, I can't wait to know more about him or see how he develops as a leader going forward. Right. I mean, I don't think we've seen the depths of uh, Hunter yet. I mean, you start to no. see it with, when uh, Omega gets introduced to the group, but he's still right. learning as he goes, too. Yeah, so it's like he's learning to be a leader better and also a father figure. Yep. It's it's very interesting. Um, 
So, and also we see in this episode, Omega gets her crossbow, and I like that design. I mean, it reminds me a lot. It's definitely like the Night Sisters crossbows, but I don't know. I, I think the gold, and I'm like, you know what? That fits you. Right. Because you're tiny, and you can just, like, be like a um, Legolas <laughs> yeah, <laughs> once she, you get the hang of it. Yeah, she's going to have to bulk up a little bit in order to handle it, as we'll see in the next episode. <laughs> right. Um, but I think the great little cameo we get, and Jabba, Bib Fortuna shows up, too. Right. <laughs> and he's so excited to get Moochie back. He's like, yeah, yeah. AKA, this will keep me in good presence. well yeah isn't he the only one left alive of jabba's empire after return of the jedi yeah and then boba fett just blasts him away instantly yeah (laughs) oh boba i've heard ah he's dead and he gets a little fat of course you know once you get in that chair you gotta pack on 300 pounds right um so the episode ends with uh them telling her hey fennec shan She's new to the scene, proving herself really well. The guild tells Sid that she's working on direct commission. So there is no really way to trace who's paying her. She only has contact with the contact. Right. But um, so she kind of tells him like, hey, do things for me and I'll keep your stuff on the download because I know you're valuable. She tells him like, you're valuable and I'm good with secrets. So it's kind of like, yeah, we kind of are allies, but also I'm going to make you do certain jobs for me. Right. Yeah. Help so, me help you. Yeah, exactly. Um, I thought this episode though was very solid. It kind of pushed the story forward. I think a lot more than the previous two. Um, not because they're just running because oh the ship broke down. Oh, we got to change the code. If those two episodes, like we said, those episodes you could have combined into like bam bam, and right. then this one could have been a lead off on its own, and I'm okay with that because it's setting a new stage for the story. Like now they're mercenary bounty hunters. Yep. And that's and, exactly and, where episode six comes in. I think that yes. kind of wraps up episode five. Like it's yeah, Wrecker starts complaining. Else? No, just Wrecker starts complaining oh. about his head again, and Omega gets her bow. That's pretty much the significant thing. Oh, and she gets a room, and she yeah. gets her room. Well, she Old got a room uh, a couple episodes ago. Was it? Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. Like I said, we've binge watched these all rewatching. Everything just blends together. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, so we'll get into this episode six, uh, decommissioned. Now, this is the episode where I was like, okay, like, can we, can we, can we go? Can we pick this up a little bit more? I mean, <laughs> granted, we got some cool action scenes. We got to see some cool stuff that I know you and me nerded out over, like seeing what they're doing to the droids. Mm-hmm. And I think they're melting them down to make them into hulls of the Death uh, Star Destroyer right. and TIE Fighters. I mean, what else are you going to use that metal for? Like, why wouldn't you melt it down and use it for that? Oh, for sure. But uh, yeah, it opens up with her struggling with a bow and arrow, and you're kind of like, ah, uh, I did like the bounty hunters making fun of her, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like taking bets that she was gonna miss. But the coolest thing though is that the decommission facility is on Cor Elia, and that is the former home planet that we see in Han Solo, a Star Wars movie, Solo, a Star Wars movie. So that's where they're going to. So there's a young Han running around there, right? But uh. Yeah, it, and you know, they go in and you see Rafa and Trace Martez, which I think everyone is like, I don't know about you, but I instantly groaned. I'm like, ah, oh. like, they're not bad characters. You just were in the worst arc of the Clone Wars. <laughs> Those were the longest three weeks of my life trying to get to that finale. And I've not gone back and rewatched them since. <laughs> If you go back and watch uh, the last season of uh, Clone Wars, you skip past those episodes until uh, 
yeah what's her name Bo-Katan comes and gets her at the end of that little yeah that's all you need to see on YouTube that's all just look that up Bo-Katan <laughs> finds Ahsoka uh but yeah they're also here on this hunt for this tactical droid because right now most of the Empire is still clones so whoever wants this kind of can get an advantage not like tremendous advantage but at least they can get more intel than what they could probably find on their own to how to fight the clones from a tactical standpoint right and yeah, uh, um, this would be like in the hands of Saw Guerrera or possibly Rex. It could be a way to fight back. Right. And Rex definitely has it, but he definitely would like to know other things. It's not like Rex knows everything. So it's kind of like if he is it and in Saw Guerrera, we clearly know, especially in um, Fallen Empire, he is going to ramp up here real quick so- shortly, especially after what just happened uh, on Dantooine. So right. we shall see. But there's also Wrecker hits his head again, and now it finally starts kind of clicking. Good soldiers follow orders, and you hear Crosshair saying it too. Right. And Wrecker is fighting it with all his might. It seems like when he kind of wakes up from getting knocked out there, it seems like he's okay. But I feel like the next time he hits his head, it's game over. Yeah, definitely. And that's why I feel like then they're going to have to go find Rex. Because they're going to have to be like, hey, how do we get this ship out? We can't lose Wrecker too. So then they could probably set up a trap for Crosshairs and do the same thing to him. I didn't even think about it that way. Because at the end of the episode, uh, jumping to that real quick, uh, just because I think it ties into exactly what you just said. um, Rafa contacts whoever she was working for. She said she's working for someone who's trying to fight the Empire. That's why they need this tactical droid. But she gave them the Bad Batch's location and how to find them. And I think it's actually going to be Rex. Right, because if he knows how to do it, uh, I still want to see how he gets Wolf and Gregor. I want to see how he... That would be a cool little arc if they're following Rex and he's going after the certain clones that he knows he can trust. Or they maybe this is what leads to getting all the chips deactivated and maybe the Kaminoans have one last stand. Then that could lead to that possibly. But I definitely think this is how they're going to get Wrecker's chip out and also lay a trap for Echo. Uh, not Echo, uh, Crosshair. Crosshairs. Yep. I did like that quip. Uh, uh, is there an Echo in here? And Echo replies, I'm Echo. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was very funny. I thought that was a good little joke. Right. <laughs> and we can um, clearly see in this episode that Rafa and Trace have not gotten better at bounty hunting type jobs. <laughs> no, and they're still kind of like fighting each other, but they're they're getting better. They're getting better at it. <laughs> um yeah, so that was pretty much it. I like seeing the anytime I like seeing the droids like, oh I guess we're doing this now. Orders are orders, which also hints at clones and droids really weren't different during the war. Right. Uh I like seeing the new uh security guards. I don't think I've ever seen guards like that before, the droid guards. Yeah. But it is pretty interesting. Um, like I said, this episode, I was like, it, it definitely was like, all right, this is dragging. You could have put this in with the last episode, too, if you wanted to. Right. I mean, with how meh Trace and Rafa are, it should have yep. been the end of like, a bigger episode, like you said, instead of giving them their own. Yeah, I, I just I think that seriously is what ruined this episode for me. It's not like, I don't know, I'm just not a fan of these characters. I think it's just bad memories. It's like seeing uh, what's his face shows up. Uh, Misa gonna help you, bad batch. Jo- <laughs> fucking Jar Jar comes out of nowhere <laughs> with a Gungan army. 
I think He's I'd rather prefer you. that over Tracer. That's who they're talking to. That's who they're talking to. Jar Jar. Oh, He's got to get his redemption. He's going after the Empire because he's the reason why the Empire became who they are. <laughs> Gave executive power to Palpatine. Damn it. Yeah, he's the uh, Bombard General now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, but I hope I, I never see him again. Yeah, me too. Well, like I said, in the books, he did end up being like a clown at Naboo, I think. Living out the rest of his days as a clown. So that's kind of depressing. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know if it's in a Legends book, or I think it was like in one of the books that came out like 2015, 2016. It's like, it's just a quick little thing. And he's like all sad. He's like a sad clown. Like, that is terrible. I mean, I guess that's better than the, uh, like, fan theorized that he was a Sith all along. I'm like, no, I that theory is God, beautiful. If that that theory been, is beautiful. If that he is Plagueis. If that would have happened, I, I would have just quit Star Wars forever. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. Uh, anything else you want to say about this episode, Ron, or as we wrap up here? No, I think that's about it. I'm fully expecting Rex next episode, and we kind of saw Omega get the handle on the bow at the end, yep. which is really yep. fast, so maybe she is a really fast learner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I'm hoping that the second half of season one, because it goes up to 15? 13. At, at least 15. It could be longer. Okay. Okay, so I just hope the second half of season one of Bad Batch uh, picks up the pace a little bit more. I hope we get to see more Clone Wars stuff. I want to see more of the planets. Like, I want to see some cool action scenes. I don't want to see just play babysitter with Omega. Right. Now she's got a boast. Now she could be kind of helpful in certain situations. Um, but mainly going forward is how they're going to get this ship out of record and how is this going to go bad for him down the line. Right, because Crosshairs is already a formidable opponent, but they can't stop Wrecker. Wrecker, you just, you know, bang his head, but once that head is fixed, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I will leave it at there. Be sure to follow us at Two Guys, One Lightsaber on Facebook.com. Also, be sure to send us any questions or thoughts you have at Two Guys, One Lightsaber at gmail.com as well. You can always make sure to download and listen to us on Apple and Spotify. Give us those five-star ratings and great reviews. I appreciate them all as always. If you have anything else, Loki is coming up, I believe, this upcoming Wednesday of this recording. So we're going to have to probably do a Loki show, right, Ron? Oh, for sure. Exactly. And also much more Marvel hopefully coming out this summer as well with Black Widow. And we're looking forward to E3s around the corner. Maybe we'll finally get that Battlefront 3 news as well. We got, we'll got. we probably have to do a Star Wars news segment because I've got some cool stuff about Kotar that a fan is also working on as well. And I'll have to show you guys some tease about that for our next episode of Star Wars Holocrons on Two Guys, One Lightsaber. I'm your host, Mike Pandoff. And I'm Ron Burgess. Take it easy, y'all.